Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 512, recorded live on May 13th, 2017. And here are your hosts, man who's already mowed his lawn once this year, Dave Pillay. Hi. And the man who needs to do it, Andy Lowe. Hi. I suppose more accurately, I paid someone to mow my lawn. Oh. My lawn was mowed. You did not mow it. I I was not the active mower. Oh. Yeah, no, I need to be the active mower. So I drove home today, and I glanced over, and you know... One of our neighbors has already finished mowing, and he's doing the weed whacking trimming right now. And the other guy has got his equipment out on his uh, driveway. My guess is prepping it for his mow, and I'm just like, oh. I'm going to be the guy who's going to have to mow to keep up with everybody else. Yep. I hate being that guy. My neighbor, I think I told you last year, I'm pretty sure that my next-door neighbor waits for me to mow, and then waits like a day after that. He doesn't even wait. He mows his lawn. But any time I mow mine, a day or two later, he's mowed his. Like, God damn it. <laughs> Somebody, I'm not sure who, but I think it was earlier this week, was no joke mowing the lawn at like 7 o'clock in the morning. Oh. Why would you do that? I think it was during the week, too. I'm sitting there because, you know, we had the window open because, you know, it's that crazy temperature time of the year. And, you know, when I'm going to go close the window in the morning, somebody was out mowing their lawn. Yes, you know, the sun had risen, but it is before 8 o'clock in the morning. That's that's wrong, right? That's just not... Mm. That's not I mean, me. I don't know. On the one hand, yeah. On the other hand, it's nice to get it out of the way and done with. <laughs> and it's not, you know, baking hot the whole day. It's not baking hot, though. It's, uh... But if you get into that habit, because later on it will be baking hot. It'll be just like really, really hot. I don't know. That's, um, I'm, I'm, oh, sorry. It's one of my pet peeves. It's one of those things where it's like, you got to be kidding me. That early in the morning, really? Yes. That early in the morning. I feel like, you know, nine, nine o'clock in the morning. After that, you should be <laughs> fine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I feel like. I, I personally feel like, you know, one in the morning is, is a pretty good time if you've got the lights. <laughs> I told you about our neighbors, right? Um, I mean, you've told me about your neighbors many times, but the I don't know what you The time that they were out to. gardening in the middle of the night? No, no, you've not told me about that. So, um, Kate and I were lying in bed, and we glance up there, and there's a, you know, a bright light on our ceiling sh- shining in from the window. So I get up to, you know, adjust the curtains to block the light. And I come back to bed and Kate's like, well, what was that? I'm like, oh, that's just our neighbors across the street gardening. That's amusing. And she thought I was joking. But no, <laughs> they were actually like, No, seriously, there. what was it? You're like, no, it's, it's our neighbors. They're out there gardening. Yes. And so they have those big, huge, like, shop lights. And one of them was just pointed just right that, you know, shining into our window. It was just like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> I just mm, really middle of the night. Yes, middle of the night. Middle of the night gardening. People sometimes are weird. Yes, they are. I don't, I don't have anything else. It's it's people are weird. Yes, yes. People garden. 
Yes. Often weird people garden. Yeah, no, there were people who I think were like literally taking an afternoon off to, you know, I think it was something to garden? About, yeah, to garden. Man, it's, it's got to be great to be able to retire. <laughs> that would be nice. I dream about that sometimes. Well, you got to pay your dues first. You can't just, you know. Oh, Andy, Andy, my friend, my, my co-host, my compatriot, we are never going to get to retire. Okay. I'm going to try and argue that one, but I don't know what the future holds. Right. All right. Well, we can talk some about the future, the yes. more immediate future, not like the far distant future. We're not going to make those kind of claims, but, well, I guess I just did. <laughs> Let's talk about the past and and the future of said past and the fact that we haven't talked about smart fridges in a while. <laughs> and so I, I actually have a um, a Google alert that just sends me a weekly digest of anything with smart fridge. <laughs> oh, really? Yep. Had it for like a year now. Uh, unfortunately, it sends it to me on Sunday morning, and I haven't been able to figure out how to change that. So I don't usually get to include it in the show because we record Saturdays, and I don't remember to think about it. So uh, LG is continuing to work on smart fridge stuff. It's out there. It's happening. Get used to it. Uh, I'm going to send you a link to how to edit your Google alerts. Thank you. To change when they're delivered? Uh, well, it just says to edit an alert. I don't have any set up. I'd have to set up an alert uh, first. Because I know how to edit it. I just can't see when to, to deliver it. All right, hold on. I'm going to create an alert. Let's see if I can edit it. The new oh. fridge, by the way, it's uh, for you to, to control or to be aware of its temperature is one of the newer things. Aha. Uh-huh. That it will, Yeah. Uh, you can choose when to... Oh, that's just time. That's not helpful. Nope. Well, that's... As I said, I know how to edit the <laughs> damn thing, but there's no place to say when to deliver it. There's how often. That's all just times. No. This is... This is dumb. Yep. All right. Sorry. Smart fridge. Smart fridge. It, it lets you monitor the temperature in the fridge. Not entirely sure that I'd need that, but that's the new thing that they've added. I can I can tell you right now, glancing over at my Samsung fridge, that it is currently 34 degrees in the refrigerator and zero degrees in the freezer. Cool. That's And no, you can't. You can tell me that you are currently set at 34 in the fridge and zero in the freezer. I haven't actually investigated that anymore. You might be correct. Those are the settings, Andy. <laughs> That's not the temperature. That's where you set what you want the temperature to be. You're like, I'm realizing how little I know about my own refrigerator. Oh, yeah. No, I I know that. Okay. You know that there are things you don't know about your refrigerator. Yes. That's good. That's the first step. I don't know what I'd do with the, the temperature. I guess, like, I could use that as an alarm if the temperature ever goes above a certain value. You know, you're out on vacation. You don't know that the power went out while you were gone. Well, what you need is just one of those cheap digital alarm clocks somewhere Yeah. in your house so that yeah. if the power goes out... It, it starts blinking 12. Yes. You know another really interesting trick uh, that you can use for a freezer? A uh, cup of water and a quarter. Yep. yep. Uh, why would you waste a quarter, man? Use a penny. Either or. Mine is a 25th of the cost. 
But yeah, you, you freeze a cup of water, you place the penny on top of the cup of water, and then you just leave that in the freezer. And if you're gone for a couple days, when you come back, just check the cup. If the penny is in the cup, then you lost power. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, it's an easy thing. It's on top? No, it's in the bottom? Yes, well, then you got a problem. <laughs> no, <laughs> then you have another problem. <laughs> yeah. The penny isn't here. Wait a minute. So... There it is. I just wanted to bring up the smart fridge topic because I wanted to make sure that people understood this is still a thing and will probably continue to be a thing. Companies are investigating this. I don't know if it's actually going to pan out, but they're they're thinking about it. Well, you know, the smart homes and Internet of Things are the buzzwords. Yes. Unfortunately, the buzzword that's missing is security. Yes. Yes, it is. I was like, I swear we've got some security stuff on here. Because we always do. Oh, yeah. HP laptops. Yeah. The audio driver installed on some HP laptops include a feature that could be best described as a key logger. Okay. That's totally what I want my audio driver to do. Yeah. Is is to watch what I type on the keyboard. That's fantastic. According that, to re- that had to be an unintended one. That had to be an oops. We didn't actually think about this very hard. Right? Uh, according to researchers, the key logger feature was discovered on the... Connextant HD audio driver package version 1.0.0.46 and earlier. This is audio driver that is pre-installed on HP laptops. The file is registered to start via a scheduled task every time the user logs onto his computer. According to researchers, the file monitors all keystrokes made by the user to capture and react to functions such as microphone mute slash unmute keys slash hotkeys. Yep. By itself, that's not a problem. The problem is that this file writes all keystrokes to a local file at users slash public slash dot log. That's not good. Because, like, you know, a lot of programs monitor the keyboard. Auto yeah. hotkey. I love auto hotkey. It's a key logger. It monitors what's going on. It doesn't even though, leave it. it in a public file. No. On the network? Yeah. No. No, it does not. Oh, if the file doesn't exist or a registry key containing this file's path does not exist or was corrupted, the audio driver will pass all keystrokes to a local API. But where does it go from there? Like, just into itself? That's fine. That's what it should do. Yes, but you could, you know, use the API to have a channel for malware to record real-time keystrokes without using native Windows functions. Oh, well... That's not so good. No. Oh, geez. Once again, I am not happy with HP laptops. So I just investigated in AutoHotKey the the stuff that they have for uh, key logging and, and the history that you can see. Evidently, when I type, I'm actually pressing um, the next key before I lift up on the first key. I didn't notice that. Because it's like G down, O down, G up, O up, O down, G down, O up, G up. This is spelling out Google. Ah. Neat. So I just set up a a Google alert for Tesla. I just got an email already. Yeah. I said, hey, at most once a week. Yep. That's that's going to be your one for the week. Well, it showed up on a Saturday. Yeah. Probably because you made it on a Saturday. Maybe. Maybe you'll have to delete your smart fridge one and then do it Next yesterday Saturday. or today. Yesterday or today. Yes. Right, because today is Saturday. Yeah. 
Maybe. Or I just don't worry about it. Also true. Probably uh, the better choice. Uh, Donald Trump and cybersecurity. Oh, God. Those are not two phrases that I, I ever want to hear together. Yes, but most of the stuff that he signed in this executive order, uh, which makes it basically the heads of the agencies accountable for protecting their own networks. Yeah. Um, most of these things were part of a commission appointed by Barack Obama. They, uh, they briefed the Trump transition team on its recommendations, which a number of those were incorporated into the executive order. Okay. So this one actually seems to be a actually good executive order. One of the few's. Yeah. One of the few, rather. I don't know, Andy. I do have to say, infrastructure isn't sexy. Infrastructure I, is not sexy. That's yeah. true. And so, you know, actually requiring, um, they uh, require agency heads to use Commerce Department guidelines to manage risk to their systems. So this is essentially them saying, like, we can go and, and use other uh, organizations and products to secure our network. Yes, they're saying, like, you know, you actually need to... <laughs> um, you need to uh, assess the country's ability to withstand an attack. And it spells out strategic options for deterring adversaries in cyberspace. Okay. So it's actually saying, hey, guys, you know, you need to better your system. This is and, important. Yeah, if if not, you the, you, the head of the agency, will be held accountable. Interesting. Yes. This is, this is the same week that Donald Trump may have just thrown the entire Navy under the bus with the new aircraft carriers. Did you yeah. see this? No, I didn't see that one. So the new newest aircraft carrier is the, the Gerald Ford. Yes. Right? It's still under production. They're still working on it. They're still testing systems with it. They're still designing it. Like, they've built most of it, but it, it's still, it has not been commissioned yet. Like, it, or uh, whatever, the christened. Christened? Commissioned? I don't know. Uh, christened, I think, is when you actually launch it into the water for the first right. time. So it uses... A electromagnetic catapult. Okay, that makes sense. Instead of a steam-based catapult. And Donald Trump was taking a tour of it and was asking them how it was going and asking them, you know, what was it. And so he was talking to an officer who said, you know, he's like, so how's this digital catapult thing? And the officer's like, it's okay, it's not good. He's like, and we're going with this for everything else? He said, yeah, we're sticking with the digital. He said, no, you're not, you're going with steam. Do you know how many, like... Billions of dollars that would be to refit it at this point. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah. So that's a thing. Just I, I don't even know. And now there's, there's, you know, Ajit Pai. Yep, the FCC. Which right now, if you actually go to go FCC yourself, um, yeah, you actually cannot submit um, comments comment. right now. Well, go FCC yourself is not the actual FCC's website. No, but it is John Oliver's website that was built to take you because to get to the actual commenting section of the website was not um, intuitive. Yeah, didn't didn't we it, like last week we had instructions on here's how to do it right? Yes, and John Oliver did his thing. Well, now um, we are under the uh, sunshine rules. Yeah. 
which means that uh, you're no longer allowed to comment because we are uh, close enough to the actual May 18th meeting that, you know, like once you hit a deadline, I think it's uh, a week before the meeting, um, all the comments are shut off. So the supposedly the commissioners have enough time to actually go through everything and, you know, make a, you know, talk to each other and make a decision without having to, you know, keep tabs on new things coming in. Which is good, though, well, because okay, there have been, uh, so far with this comment period, uh, A, there was a DDoS attack against the FCC. I think they, they may have just mistaken John Oliver's fan base for a DDoS. Oh my god, how bad would it be if that DDoS actually came from any of the, the cable companies? Uh, I don't know, but the FCC officially included a statement saying that it was a victim of a DDoS attack. Yep. So it was not just John Oliver. It was, according to them, an actual... Yep. I, I feel like that should extend the period for commenting. Well, it won't. And also the fun fact that there was a bot that may have filed over 58,000 identical comments against net neutrality. This was the, like, Obama-era regulation is terrible... Et cetera, et cetera, the unprecedented bot. regulatory power of the Obama administration was the phrase that they were looking for. Yeah. I feel like those should probably just get, you know, disqualified, not counted. Hopefully. But yeah, I also, uh, yeah, God, I can't believe that really. Somebody's putting a bot against that and they made it that obvious that they didn't even change the wording. Yeah. Ridiculous. Um, but in case I'm, you're wondering, I'm okay, kind of so- surprised that a bunch of other bots didn't show up to counter it. I don't know. So timeline now. Okay, so we're in the sunshine agenda area because it's a week until, well, less than a week until the monthly meeting. Mm-hmm. Monthly meeting is on May 18th. I have a feeling that the commission will vote on the NPRM, and I have a feeling that the commissioners will, will vote pass. two to one, and it will pass it. Uh, okay, so... Uh, after the NPRM is adopted, it has to get printed in the Federal Register... So once that happens, then the next step, that one takes a couple of days to a couple of weeks, depending on how long it takes to. It's it's up to the government printing office or something like that to actually print it in the Federal Register. Okay. Then what happens somewhere between like June or August, depending on once it's printed in the Federal Register, comment period is officially formally open for the commission to gather input from people. Yeah. That will. That's where uh, we will again get to go in and say, this is a bad idea. Yes. The closing deadline for the first comment period is July 17th. Once that happens, you can't put your own comment in. You can only reply to other comments. Which, you know, if there's a bunch of comments there from a bot, you could probably reply with, "Um, I would like to disregard this comment due to the fact that it is (laughs) procedurally generated and not actually from the person who says it's from. Right. This is a bot. Yes. Okay. So there's going to be the, August is going to be the end of the reply comment section. Yep. And so then how long after August before we lose our protections on the internet? Um, sometime September to whenever, because um, they have to put the, um, the f- I think it's, Okay, so NPRM comments, replies, then they have to actually um, edit it into the final form. Then it becomes an order, which then the commission votes on again. And that's whenever they add it to the meeting. 
So it could be September, it could be October, it could be November. We don't know whenever they're actually put it back on the docket. I have a feeling that it's probably going to be September or October. And whenever they do that, then they're going to uh, um, put, you know, vote on it. And whenever it's approved, I have a feeling the next day is when the lawsuits will start. Because <laughs> the the net neutrality vote uh, uh, was printed in the Federal Register on April 13th. So they, they voted it on it on February 26th. It was printed on April 13th. So once it gets printed again in the Federal Register... That's when the lawsuits can get filed. No surprise, the first lawsuits started the next day. And then we're into the courts. And who knows how long that's going to take, because it's the courts. <laughs> so we're looking somewhere around two, two and a half years, because that's what the last one did. So probably around that same time frame. Oh, my God. <sighs> Which would put us 17 to 18, 18 to 19 Yep. Middle of 2019. You know what happens between now and then? 2018 midterm elections. Exactly. Yes, but that will not affect the FCC. It, it will if the next Congress rules that, no, this is indeed something covered by Title II. True, yes. The Congress can overrule the FCC if they actually make a law for it. But that would have to be signed by Trump. Oh, fuck. Yep. Yep. That's that's good. That's a good point. Yeah. Shit. Veto power. Oh. So that's all of that in a big honking nutshell. So good and news, though. And I'm depressed. How about good news? Uh, there's this game called Player Run Knowns Battlegrounds. I've yeah. never heard of this before. But it's an online Player survival unknown. shooter game. Player Unknown Battlegrounds? Yes. Okay. Um, it's on Steam. Yeah. Uh, they held a charity invitational. Oh, yeah, these with, folks. With a bunch of streamers. Yeah, donating to Gamers Outreach. Yes, donating to Gamers Outreach. If you remember episode 500, if not, take a listen to episode 500. Make you feel happy. They raised... $223,357. Wait, how much did the last uh, Gamers Forgiving raise? That is an excellent question. Gamers Forgiving 2017. Uh, 300000 Oh my god, they made half a million dollars in two months. I mean, made, right? It's charity. Yeah. They're, they're going to hopefully be putting a lot of this money towards... A lot. Uh, building those carts. <laughs> Which Zach talked about. They now have a pretty good system set up for that. Yeah. Wow, he was he was smart to lay the groundwork when he did. I do have to say that. Wow. Damn. Well, good for them. Mm-hmm. And, and good for Player Unknown Battleground, which I've, uh, prior to, to hearing all this stuff about Gamers Outreach, have never heard of. What company is it? Blue Hole, it's like a Korean web streamer, I think. They do, they matched the first hundred thousand dollars of the uh, of the charity event donations. Yes. Nice, that's really cool. That's really really cool. How much do? Okay, so I'm just curious. How much? Uh, was it like four thousand for a cart? 
Um, yeah, looks I like don't, a build, I don't build know a go kart for new... kids in need is about four thousand for a cart. So <laughs> four thousand a cart, half a million, hundred and twenty-five carts. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. How many children hospitals are there in the U.S.? A lot. <laughs> Uh, list of children's hospitals. That's in, I, I can I can tell you right world. now. Okay, that's that's a bit much. Um, uh, I believe the the term you're looking for, Andy. Yeah, is pediatrics. You want to look for the list of pediatric hospitals. Yeah, no, this I'm I'm Google fooing this. Oh, I'm sucking right now. God, first um, you're. Do, do you want it? First, I like, can't figure out your Google alerts. Now I can't figure out how many children's hospitals there are in America. You know that Wikipedia article that you were on? That's the list of children's hospitals in the world? Yeah, I should have scrolled you, down to United States. Did you notice States. it was broken down by country? No. Yes. A, a bit. Because it's broken down by country. The answer is a lot. Yes. I, I mean, I don't know what you're trying to do with this. And these are just children hospital organization like this is not every children's hospital no hey bronson's on there yep yeah so is the mott yep hmm i will have to uh wonder if we could do our own fundraiser have to for andy no no because they have gamers outreach yeah i mean we can host one but like (laughs) how many people do you think actually are going to donate Mm, yeah Mm. true 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 fun fact i was actually at bronson's hospital this morning so oh is that where your your class was yes yes it was so i see that's why i'm like hmm (laughs) maybe i should work on getting one for bronson (laughs) but yeah no that that that's good 223 thousand is a lot of money yep yeah these streamers, man, there's there's a like there's a lot of money in that. Um, well, what other good news do we have? Anything? Other other good news? Uh, yeah. interesting news. I don't know if it's if, if it's good or not. Uh, Windows had a big event this week. I haven't finished going through everything, but a, a couple pieces did pop out uh, about what's going to be new in the, the Windows Store. So you have Windows 10, right? Yes. Or Windows 8, either one. No, no, I have Windows 10. Okay, so in, in Windows 10, you, you know when you, you've got, like, the Windows Store, right? Yes. You never use it, but you have it. Where? You, I'm sure you've never used it. Where is it? Uh, it Probably on your taskbar in the bottom. Windows Is there, like, store. a Windows icon that's a store? Why, yes. Yes, there is. Hold on. Let me unpin ignored. that from the taskbar. Yeah, like it's it's there by default, Andy. <laughs> I'm sure you've always ignored it, but it's right there by default. <laughs> it's like you're telling me, like, you no, know, there's like that thing just sitting on your desktop. No, there isn't. Oh wait, yes, there is. Yeah, there is. So the Windows Store that most people will never ever use because it's it's silly and has been, you know. For for people who are coming into this with the experience of, I want my desktop to feel like a phone, that's what the Windows Store is for. <laughs> hey, I can play Fallout Shelter on my computer? You you actually can. It's on Steam. 
Oh. For free. She's like, oh, I, I didn't know that. I was making a joke. <laughs> Still hanging on to that cough. Yes. Yes, I am. Okay. Right. Uh, so what's up with this store that Microsoft I announced used? a few things coming. They're, they're, they announced a few things coming to the store. iTunes. Wait, iTunes? iTunes. Huh. Wait, Linux? What? What? And Linux. <laughs> I'm not really sure how that works. Event essentially they're going to have in Windows support for the Bash shell and Ubuntu binaries. So that means I can run finally some of those Linux programs that I see in Windows. In Windows. Oh, well that could be interesting. And you'll have to install them through the store. Yes. Hmm. That is surprising. Still can't Linux, really. That's just, huh. Huh, I'll actually have to go through the store at some point, I guess. I still don't like my computer turning into my phone. This seems weird. How about your phone turning into a computer? Because that's Samsung's new product, right? Oh, yeah. Is that Samsung or or Dell? Yeah, because that's out. Yep, that's true. Samsung Dex? Yeah. That, like, you just take your phone and plug it in. I mean, your phone is getting to be that powerful at this point. Yep. I'm, I'm, Microsoft is, this is a very odd moment for Microsoft, right? Yes. This isn't just me. No, this is, this, this is, it's a weird time in technology all the way around. It's like cats and dogs living together sort of thing. You know what's really weird though also? What are they doing? I'm still just trying to figure out, like, what are they doing? I don't know. What's their, what's their, are they, has Microsoft embraced the, in order for Microsoft to succeed, that doesn't mean Apple has to fail? I don't know. It's, uh, I, I don't, it's just weird trying to put the two of them, yes, I understand that, you know, I can do enough stuff with my phone that, you know, heck, it can be a desktop, but it still just doesn't seem right. Oh my God, Andy. What? Are we just being curmudgeon-y? I don't know. That's what I'm trying to... F- I'm like... I'm having that... Are, are we just... Is is this our out-of-touch moment? I'm not sure. I am not sure. You want to talk about out-of-touch, though? How about music licenses? Um, I, I am indeed out-of-touch on them. Well, no. They're the fact that... Okay, so uh, Alan Wake... Um, the game? Is getting pulled from from everywhere... Because the licensing for the music expires on May 15th. Oh, shit. So because the license... Oh, God, that's why it's 90% off. That's why right now, this weekend, it is 90% off. Because they said, you know what? Right, like, one last hurrah? Yeah, it's like, look, we're going to have to pull it anyway due to the licensing, so screw it. (laughs) If you don't have it now, which it looks like... I don't have it right now. I gotta fix that. I do now. Yeah. It's like three dollars. Okay. Yeah, I've heard good things about it. Maybe I'll play it. Ooh, for four dollars, you can get the whole franchise. The whole franchise for four dollars. Of course, if you're listening to this on Monday, might be too late. Yes. Right. No. It, uh, if you're listening to this on Monday, you have a day. Uh, well, you have pulled 48, on the sixteenth. Forty-eight, forty-seven hours from now. So you have until noon? No, 11? 11, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Monday? 
So I got to. Uh, yeah. So no, <laughs> that's yeah. for most people not going to happen. But yeah, that's why Alan Wake is literally 90% off right now because it's going to have to go away because the music licensing, for some odd reason, selling the game after May 15th is a no-no. Oops. That just seems a little weird. Yeah, I know. It's like, yeah, no, if you already own the game, nothing's going to change. You're fine. Yeah, everything will still work. They just can't sell it anymore. They just can't sell it. Could they, like, patch it and remove some of the music? Like, I'm so confused. I don't know. Especially since this game came out five years ago. Yeah. It's like, okay, it's, I don't know, it's one of those, it's like all those, the the people, you know, like they had to pull songs from Rock Band. It's like, really, you know, if you're still playing Rock Band this later, it's like, people really going to care about, you know, music licensing five years down the road? It's so weird. Uh, What's Blizzard doing for esports outside Um, of Overwatch? Because that's like all they're doing right now well that's that's kind of it uh i did see today that that their um hearthstone tournament will be held in a buffalo wild wings <laughs> what <laughs> but that's, yes because that when i think of hearthstone i think of b-dubs unconfirmed that is as yet unconfirmed andy <laughs> i have no just, I, I don't actually believe so Blizzard there's actually been a lot of speculation and a lot of um, guessing on, on the part of the media and a lot of unverified reports so I'm I, I saw that I I don't actually believe it until I see a, a statement from Blizzard and from Blizzard's news watch uh, I'm not I'm not gonna go with that uh, but Blizzard bought major league gaming do you remember that yes. And we were like, well, that's that's odd and, and an interesting decision. Well, now they're they're going to use the title Major League Gaming for Overwatch. And they're they're doing something really weird with Overwatch, because when you think of esports teams and we've discussed this a little bit lately. So, uh, the, the first thing to, to remember is that each team is almost like a, a mini franchise, right? Like there's there's team solo mid. And they have they are an esports team, but they have teams within the team for the different games that they play, which is weird, right? You don't see that in other sports. The the Detroit Pistons and the Detroit Tigers are not the same team. No, no, they're not. But in esports, that's kind of how it works, that you have these teams that have teams. Yeah. So Blizzard is looking at a different paradigm where each city each region gets a team and i think that that may be another step in kicking esports towards the like same level as as other sports as physical sports i it's gonna be interesting because well because people tie themselves to a region right yeah they tie themselves to a region but it's also you know i love watching the tigers that's great I could care less about the Pistons. It's the same way watching, you know, okay, yeah, no, I'm watching Hearthstone, trying to see, you know, how people are playing different cards and that sort of thing there. I could give a care less about a Call of Duty tournament or a, um, some other first-person shooter. That's just, it's just too much for me. It's like, ooh, just the, the twitches and well, the, but, the rapid movements and everything. But that's the sport. I know. You don't care about about those games right no 
not right. So I'd have to. So I'd I'd still care about Detroit's teams, but you know, hey, Detroit's doing really well in Call of Duty. It'd be like, okay, sure. But I mean, how does that compare to hey, Team Solo Mid is doing good in whatever it is they're playing? Would you care more or less? I don't know. I'm trying to figure this all out. It's hard to pick a favorite team. Well, so it's hard to pick a favorite team if the teams just exist in a void. Yes. But if the teams are region-based, now it's stupid. It is, you should feel no more strongly in favor of, of the Tigers or the Pistons than any other major league team by virtue of them being closer to you. Like, that's not... You have no vested interest in the team. You don't support the team. Like, you you have not committed to the team. You do not get any returns from the team. It's it's the stupidest thing in the world. It's not like they're made up of local people. But you swear fealty. You have allegiance towards your home. And if your home has a team, you support that team as a matter of pride. <clears throat> Okay, so I would gladly, yeah, you know, feel good about the uh, the local sports team. God, really, the local sports team? Esports team? The local esports. How about that local esports team? <laughs> sports ball. Yeah. That's what somebody needs to do is make, create a game actually called sports ball. Oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, no, it's probably not going to drive me to actually pay attention to the games I don't like. Could it bring other people over? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. It's it's interesting to see how much of an actual crossover there is right now versus, you know, using the allegiance to help move that. It's an interesting way of thinking about how to do, how to do it, but... Hmm. Sorry, I'm, I'm still thinking of, of, like, convincing Rocket League to change their name to Sportsball. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you could do like a sports ball tournament of some kind, like different games put together. Like, okay, yeah, you know, you have to play Madden, but you're not allowed to change your team. You have to have the same people and they have to play like Rocket League or something after that. Kind of like, you know, like an esports Omegathon sort of thing. That could be interesting, an esports Omegathon. Hmm. Okay, so you have a list here of the five highest rated games on Steam. Yes. I Someone was went, not expecting... Well, okay, Factorio. <laughs> Portal, Portal 2, yes, okay, I get that. Highest rated games on Steam. Yeah, someone went through and, and looked at the, the highest rated games. Um, all of these have like a 98 or 99% positive review, uh, which is basically like, holy crap. And I was going through this like, yep, 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 I have played three of these five games. Yep. In fact, I've committed significant amounts of time to one of them. Oh, do I want to look? Do I want to look? Factorio, you have played 653 hours. (laughs) I just unlocked a new achievement uh, yesterday, two days ago, called Pyromaniac. Oh, they don't list by hour played. That'd be hilarious to see that on my... Granted, mine would probably be Civ Five For your highest hour, uh, highest played? Yeah. Uh, give me a sec. I will look that up for you. What's your Steam name? Don't say it on the air. 
I just have to find you in here again. There it is. Okay, cool. 267 hours of Civ 5. You have 1,341 hours on record. Your current Steam account value is $3,348. You have 298 games not played. Yep. And your number one game is Civ 5. Your number two game... Civ 6? Nope. No, really? Really. Civ 6 is your number four game with 94 hours. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. So it's not Civ 5, it's not Civ 6. God, yep. what if I played a lot of... Do, 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 do. Uh, oof, I don't know. I just gave you a hint. I thought you were doing like a weird Jeopardy theme. No, come on. I'm not allowed to sing on the podcast, so I had to make it really short. You don't know. Plants vs. Zombies. Oh, really? Yeah, no, that would make sense. 127 hours. Followed by Zuma's Revenge. Ah, yes, Zuma's Revenge. At 100 hours. Oh, yeah, I still haven't unlocked all three. I've got, I think, three more achievements I still haven't unlocked in that game. Uh, Space Chem, by the way, Mr. I Don't Like Creative Puzzles, is number five at 62 hours. No, I like puzzles. I like puzzles with a finite solution. There's not a finite solution in Space Chem. Yes, there are many you have solutions. To pr- <laughs> you have to produce X number of molecules in yeah, a certain... It's, I have to saturate a blue belt full of iron. The thing is, in Factorio, the puzzles aren't called out explicitly. They they are still there. They're just not called out. Yes, uh, but so there, for me, there, there is no, hey, you win. There is no yeah, you win is. screen. Yeah, there is. There is? Yeah, when you launch a rocket. Oh. Then you keep playing, but there there is a you win <laughs> screen. There's also achievements like Lazy Bastard win the game by crafting no more than 111 items manually. So my highest game now is indeed Factorio. At 653 hours, it beat out Terraria at 545 hours. Civ 5 is my third highest at 520 hours. Factorio has now cost me three cents an hour. So wait a second. My top, like, four games are, like, barely combined. My top four games combined. 267 plus 127 plus 100 plus 94 is still less than the amount of time I've played Factorio. (laughs) (coughs) In fact, your top five. Oh, jeez. Your top five games totals less time than I've played my top one game. Now, granted, I've left Factorio paused for, like, hours at a time. Yes, some of those Civ Five games, yeah, I kind of, you know left to go do other things and came back to it because it wasn't, you know, yeah. on any sort of timer. Yeah. So Factorio's good. Uh, a game, have you played One Finger Death Punch yet? N-O-O-N. Uh, I have not because it's not on you, my list. Do you remember the old Zhao Zhao? Yes, with the, the flash black. animations? Yeah. The stick figures? Yep, the black did you ever, figures. Did you ever imagine, like, I want to play that Shh. as you 
you were watching those? Maybe. Because that's what One Finger Death Punch is. Mm. It is it is stick figure fighting where you are the stick figure, and it's just like watching a Xiao Xiao video, but you are the stick figure. Yes, I remember you you reviewed that game, didn't you? Maybe. It's kind of hard to tell since it's been so long since we've done reviews. I mean, we review every week. Yeah, it's hard to keep track, which is why we have a list, which you should probably update again. (laughs) Yep. But it's it's a it's a good game. So yeah, ninety eight percent positives on like all of these. Mm. I was just really excited that I saw both One Figure Death Punch and Factorio on here. Let's just say that like the highest rated games are all little mini studio indie games. Well, if you have a smaller number of people who are, uh, um, you know, the the sampling size is smaller, so you know. It's a lot easier to do a smaller number to give you a higher rating, right? I mean, Factorio has 16,000 positive reviews. Hmm. Sorry, I'm looking now at the uh, five lowest rated games on Steam. Oh, dear. I'm kind of curious. What are the five lowest rated games on Steam? Gasp. Never heard of it. Uh, Scared 3. Never heard of it. Sacred 3. Command and Conquer 4, Tiberian Twilight. Oh, that was so bad. (laughs) Day 1, Gary's Incident. It's a first-person survival-slash-crafting game, and the main character is an alcoholic. Okay. Uh, And Flat Out 3, Chaos and Destruction. Huh. I watched a, a YouTube video this week, by the way, that was the rise and fall of Command and Conquer. So it's it's just kind of amusing to see that CNC four is one of the worst rated games on Steam. Hmm. Right. Uh, anything else you want to hit on this list at all? Uh, oh, before um, we move on, Project Trouble. Oh, what's something to look forward to? So Google. So it, in in historically, when Google has come out with the next version of Android, the question is always like, I wonder how long before X company decides to actually implement that. Yes. So that's because every time they released a new version, the company had to rebuild and rework their implementation. With Project Treble, there will be an overlay of the framework on top of the vendor implementation. So the vendors won't have to continually redesign their implementation. They'll be able to keep the same one, and then the updates essentially get applied on top of it. Okay, so... They're going to separate, you know, if I still had a Samsung, it would be all of that TouchWiz sort of stuff would be separate from the actual Android operating That's system? That's my, my understanding. It's still part of the operating system, but there's there's layers involved. There's abstraction. Essentially, it means faster turnaround times. Yeah. Well, that would be good. good. What version of Android am I running on this? Let me check. Just curious. Software info. There it is. Oh, Android 7. Boom. Okay, so I'm good. <laughs> All right. Um, there also was, it seems to be a massive ransomware attack that was going on that actually hit 99 countries. Yeah. So from that's going on right not, now, too. From people who did not update their security. Yep. It was a fully preventable hack. Yep. It's also uh, a good case and point about why having backdoors for government agencies is a really stupid idea. 
Because this attack used an exploit that was there for the NSA. Oh, jeez. Patch for the vulnerability was released by Microsoft in March, which would have automatically perfected those computers with Windows Update enabled. You know, I have a feeling on Monday morning I'm going to go around and make sure all of our servers have been updated at work. Just, you know, just to make sure. Yep. Yeah, that sounds like that sounds like a good plan for my Monday morning. It's gonna be a nice ease into it. I'll just go around and be like, "Yep, have you updated? Okay, have you updated? Okay, have you updated? No. Okay, well, let's fix that." Yep. Nice easy Monday morning. <sighs> uh, and our last little bit here: uh, somebody is suing Zillow because of the Zestimate tool. Yeah. He's saying that the Zestimate tool repeatedly undervalued her house, creating a tremendous roadblock to its sale. Or you were overvaluing your house. Well, I can can honestly tell you that the Zestimate for our house, while we were looking at it, Mm -hmm. had undervalued it. I I can tell you that for a fact, because, you know, the Zestimate gave us one number. We talked to a realtor, and she's like, no, you're probably looking at least 10,000 more. And we're like, okay. <laughs> and we'll the, take appraisal, your word for it. the appraisal came back from what we put it at, and the appraisal was actually 2000 more than the 10000 more that the Zestimate was at. So the Zestimate was short by $12,000. Wow. Yeah. So she's claiming that because other people are depending on the Zestimate that yes. she can't sell her house. Yes. Okay. She's been trying to sell her townhouse, which overlooks a golf course, and is in a prime location for $626,000, roughly what she paid for it in 2009. Houses directly across the street, but with greater square footage, sell for $100,000 more, but Zillow's automated valuation system has apparently used sales of newly constructed houses from a different and less costly part of town as comparables in valuing her townhouse she says the most recent Zestimate was for 562000 Ooh, that's a significant cut. Yes. Well, that, that kind of sucks. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. So, yeah, no, she is uh, suing Zillow to, I guess, fix the Zestimate tool yep. or remove it, one of the two. So there you go. Right. Random review. Uh, it is my week. I was going to review the backpack that I'm using, but the backpack that I'm using is no longer actually for sale anywhere. Oops. So I had to call an audible right before. Evidently not that great a backpack. Uh, Actually, no, it's starting to fall apart, actually. And the internal, uh, the backpacks, if I feel like if it's a good backpack, it's got lots of internal spots to put things. Pockets. Yes, pockets and zippers and everything. Yeah. Um, this one, uh, did not have very good pockets. Okay. And now the, uh, arm strap is actually starting to tear off of the backpack. So That's as soon as that tears, so instead I'm going to have to Instead of your backpack. Go... What? Instead of your backpack, you are going to review. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm going to review an app that I've been playing recently called 98 cards. 98 cards. Yes. Have you ever played the board or the card game called the game? No. But thank you, I just lost the game. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so 98 players, cards, yes? Yes, players in the game and 98 games, or 98 cards, is the same exact thing. You have four piles. 
and you have well in um each one you have 98 cards in your deck numbered one through 99 one through 99 wait yes but you have 98 cards in your deck yes how do you get one through oh, sorry. 99 um two sorry two through 90 okay <laughs> something's not right here andy <laughs> sorry two through 99 and you have four two through piles. 99 got it you i have, have a deck it is two through 99 yes now you have four piles out there, two of them showing one and an up arrow, and two of them showing 100 and a down arrow. Now the ones that are showing the up arrow, you can add, you can put a card as long as it's higher than that current card number. So you could put a 2, a 3, a 5, a 7. Could I put but a 98? If you're 98? at a 7, yeah. But yeah, if you're at a 7, you can't put a 2, a 3, a 4, or a 5, or a 6 under there because then you'd be going down. Right, right. You can only increment the pile. Yes, Except if it's a number that's 10. So if I'm at 17 and I'm going up, I can put a 7 on there. So you can go backwards by 10, but only 10. Exactly 10. Exactly 10. I couldn't 10, go yes. from a 27 to a 7. No. Okay. So, Interesting. You know, yeah. Okay, so, this so one's, it can increment, except you can always subtract 10. Yes. You are I assume the hundreds are that they only decrement, but you can add ten. What? The, the you said there's four yes. piles. Yeah, yeah. So the, that, the the two ones go up, the two one hundreds go down. Right. Can you, you always can, yeah. add ten to those? Like if I put yes. a, a sixty-eight in the hundred, can I put a seventy-eight on it? Yes. Okay. So that's the idea, so right? This one. What's What's the purpose? Like, what's the, the goal? The goal is to get rid of all your cards because you have a draw all pile of. All 98 cards, yeah. So the game normally is played with, you know, one to five people, and so you'd have people, you know, each hand, and the the kicker is the fact that you you can't actually tell people what you have in your hand. Right. Wait, is that that cooperative or competitive? Uh, It's cooperative. Okay. This one, 98 cards, is kind of like the solo version of that, where you're the only one playing in the app... You have a pile of eight cards in front of you, and you can only draw more cards once you play two of them in your pile of eight. Okay. So, it's it's an interesting game. You know, it's 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 all about some randomness and also strategy. It's like, okay, do I play this card at this time, or do I kind of hold on to it and hope that you know I can do something else with it? That sort of thing. There. Right. You know, like, okay, you know, if I have to jump, is it better to jump 20 up or, you know, go 15 down, that sort of thing there. It's 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 a fun little app. Um, it's free. Cool. It's, yeah, well, you understand the game already, how to play it. It's just all yeah. about, okay, now the strategy for it. All right. So, yeah, it's an app. It's called 98 Cards. Well, neat. Mm-hmm. Random topic. Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. Will you ever run out of random topics? Uh, I mean, we I, started without random topics, right? We started by running out. And, yes, and because we, you wanted to run do out all before. the random topics in one episode. What? There, yeah, episode, uh, why am I trying to Google episode six? That doesn't work. That's, that will not get me where I need to go. <laughs> Wow, my Where does Google that take you? I'm guessing Star Wars. 
I don't know. Where does it actually... Hold on. I Episode six. What does episode six get me? Return of the Jedi. Woo! Followed closely by season six of Game of Thrones. I, I, can I get some props for that, for guessing what Google's response to episode six would be? No, I'll give you props on that one. Oh, sorry. No, I, I it believe... was episode... It was episode eight. Episode eight, we did Batman versus Lex Luthor, Spaceman versus Bat, Caveman, Zombie Invasion Survival, and what we want to do with our lives. You Those blew were just through all random t- topics? Yes, there were all random topics at the time, and you blew through all of them. I mean, Andy, it was episode eight. We, we did not have a, a form set at this point. No, we, we were, were just very... messing around. You were very fluid at that, that was time. back when, like, we, we didn't even have a set length. We didn't have, we just, we sat down and recorded. True. Ah, oh, the good old days. <laughs> we still technically don't have a set length. We keep on recording until, you know, I deem it, oh, that's probably good enough. Right, and then you edit the crap out of it. Yes, yes I do. For which I am very grateful and appreciative. Um, so yeah, will we ever run out of random topics? Well, um, since literally <laughs> the seven other, sorry, eight other random topics currently on the list are all from Hans. First, Hans would have to stop sending us random topics. But I think, didn't we Which, at one point, I think we talked about this, where we would literally just pull uh, from Wikipedia, right? That's what we used to do. When, when we started this, if you go back to the original random topics, some of those were because we sat on Wikipedia and hit the random link. Yeah. And we said, all right, whatever comes up, we will we'll, we'll bring that up. We'll talk about it. Is there still a... Oh, yep, random article. There we are on the left side. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it, we'll, we'll never run out of random topics until Wikipedia disappears. And Aaron we'll Hans will stop submitting random topics. Yeah. And no one else submits them. Which, um... I, I feel like then we could either just hit, like, some other websites, like one of those, like, would-you-rather websites. We could do that. It's just it, for a seed for, you know, random topics. Yep. So, I have a feeling a lot of things will have to go wrong before we run out of random topics. So, I have a feeling the answer is going to be no. We will never run out of random topics. That is true. Kate said, you know, if we do get low, she can also submit random topics. Yeah. Some of them have been in the past from her, so. I think we'll be fine. Yeah, I think we'll be okay. Well, that answers that question. So I guess that means that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>